0: Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode 141 for Saturday the 23rd of February 2019. And coming up in this week's diary, the countdown is on for Monday's latest BookBug promo. I'll tell you how I've been warming up for it. It's a list-building frenzy this week and I'm taking part in three new events. And I'll be over the halfway line for my second military sci-fi book this weekend in spite of a half-term holiday and a destroyed website, which I had to put right, pronto. More on all those stories coming up in the next half hour or so. First, let me give you this week's writing progress. Uh, Not hugely impressive, I guess just normal this week, because on Saturday the 16th, last Saturday, I wrote a 978-word prologue for the first military sci-fi book. So if you remember me telling you that the my collaborators had had a look at it and said, oh, it might benefit from a prologue. So I wrote that, or first draft of it, on Saturday the 16th, last Saturday. And then on Sunday, I did a day's writing, which was 5,161 words. So uh, probably about 6,000 words done in the last week. Now, uh, this week, I've had to change around. I've had to shuffle things around. Um, it's been half-term week, which I did mention to you before. And half-term week means that my wife is off. Um, I work in the day job, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm off Thursday, Friday, days that I normally write. So my wife was home those days. And then my wife uh, works at, on a... What is it, a Saturday and a Sunday? So um, what I've done this week is I took basically Thursday and Friday off to um, basically have some fun, <laughs> to go and do something a little bit different. And then I'll be writing on Saturday and Sunday this week. So on Saturday, I'll hit the 25,000 word mark of book two and I'll hit the 30,000 by the close of play on Sunday. So we'll be at 30,000 words by the close of play on Sunday. And when I record next week's diary... I will have written on the Thursday and Friday of next week so when we speak next I will be up to 40,000 words and just ready to finish off book two so I have slowed down uh, a little bit and obviously the previous two weeks we had the funeral arrangements which disrupted writing and then this week um, because of the funeral arrangements I did some reshuffling um, you know of my schedule to make sure everything was going to get done in time and I did that reshuffling based on how I now have experience of writing four days in a row. And when I reshuffle, I just, I don't really like writing four days in a row. It feels a bit intense for me. It feels, it, it wouldn't be intense if that's all I was doing. we are be quite happy with it. Um, but because I'm doing three days work with all the associated bits and pieces that that entails then to come off three days work and to do four days writing and then to do back to three days work that just feels a little bit in, in, intense for me so when I was shuffling things around and taking a really good look at the diary and, and now knowing you'll recall when I was setting my objectives I was saying to you I don't know whether I can even write this fast um, I, and it, it turns out that I can which is great but but actually my aim is to have uh seven fifty thousand word books done by the summer holidays. And the summer holidays is the next disruption when the kids are back from uni and you know, my wife's then not working. So I I'm gonna forget writing, uh formal days and I'll be editing and I will be working over summer, but I won't be doing those kinds of days where I just need to lock myself away for five hours and get the writing done. I just find it too disruptive over summer. So so what I've planned to do is to have those seven fifty thousand word books done by the time it's close of play for the summer holidays then over those six weeks i got plenty to do over those six weeks but it's not the kind of thing I need to do to lock myself away all day I've got flexibility within the day and then from September we'll be back to writing again when everybody's back into the normal routine but I do find the the disruption to to routine you know it really does kind of challenge you with your writing but anyway having having sat down and and I'm doing the park runs too of course which I'm trying not to bore you with on this this podcast, but I've, I've been doing those and I'll, I'll hit, I'll actually exceed my target in this quarter. My, my routine that I'm, I'm really wanting to hit is basically that I want to write Thursdays, Fridays. I'd like to do a park run on Saturday and then write again on Sunday, certainly while my wife's got this contract that knocks her, her week on to the later days, it works very well for me, and it's very productive time for me, um, so where I've been able to, I've basically tried to preserve that rhythm, um, Thursday, Friday writing, Saturday, a park run day, and a kind of planning, uh, editing, and doing general writing jobs day, and then writing again on the Sunday, and I find that gives me the kind of headspace, it, it creates a balance, because when, when, when I'm writing fast, I do find that it's handy to have thinking time, to think through the plot, to just mull things over. Uh, and if it's too intense, those, I can do those four writing days, but I, I actually quite like the thinking time. So, um, the other thing is, is I'm, I wanted to get a lot more part runs done over summer. Uh, last weekend it was the first kind of like spring day. I think the, the week, two weeks before, it would be. It was absolutely frozen out there. The week after, it was pouring with rain, and then last week, it was beautiful. It was a lovely spring day, uh, and it's a lot easier on the spring day. So, as, as spring comes, I should be doing more of those part runs now because I'm really enjoying them. So, I think that's going to be my rhythm. And when I was planning things out, I got a few ifs and buts. You know, I'm not sure. We got a lot of bank holidays, so so many disruptions, aren't there? You know, when you just want to get on. And, well, I know this is when you're doing five days a week at a day job. Uh, and there's no kind of manoeuvrability. I know you... Because uh, I, I did but I was at the BBC. You live for those bank holidays. You think, oh, wow, excellent. A short week this week or, or a long weekend. Um, but my, now I'm trying to get things done like writing. These blooming holidays are just a constant interruption to me. And, and uh, they really are a pain. Because, I, I you know, I, I know I could lock myself away and I'd get the work done. Actually, my family would let me. But um, I, don't, I don't kind of really want to. You know, I don't want to work all the time. And if the family are around, I just want to try and find that balance is what I'm saying. So, anyhow... I've, I've, I've sketched it all out. You'll hear me flicking through the papers at the moment that I, I can have those seven books done by, uh, summer holidays in July by the time my wife breaks up, uh, basically. So that's all planned out. I've got wriggle room in there. And then I got some question marks over things like Good Friday, the, the bank holiday Mondays, the you know, Easter Monday. We've got a lot of these holidays coming up. Easter holidays are a real nuisance this year. Uh, you know, I know I keep saying about all of these holidays as disruptive, but they are disruptive. I just think I'm, I want to go on with rewriting everybody. And, um, you've got Good Friday, Easter, Monday, but they fall outside the school holidays. So my wife's off for two for two weeks over the school Easter holidays. And then a week or so later, you get the bloody Easter holidays where we've got another disruption. And straight after that, you've got two holidays in May. Blimey, did we never work? I don't mean that because when I was at work doing the same thing five days a week, you know, I really did like those. But now, now I do three days a week. Three days is actually a lovely number of days To work on a day job because it's not so much that you're completely embroiled. You know, I'm not at work more than I am at work. I think that's the tipping point for it, for me. So I don't ever feel like I need a holiday. Don't, don't need a holiday. Um, You know, even when I went to Spain, I was working when I was there. I mean, clearly you're out in the sun and you're doing other things, but I still got loads done in Spain. It's for me, it's, it's not about not working because I actually enjoy the work. It's actually about having the flexibility to work and to have the flexibility to go off and do something fun and, and not to have to do something on a particular day I think that's really what I like about this this is what I kind of aspire to to have that complete freedom to do it when I want and you know that I get the work done the the, the kind of true holy grail for me is to be able to do it as I please and, and to structure my days and my weeks as I as I want to anyhow that was a bit of a diversion so the why I was telling you that is that in between now and July, I think I've only got one stint where I have to write four days in a row. I think there's only one in there. The rest of the time, I don't have to do that. I can write three days. So Thursday, Friday, and a Sunday. And I've found that rhythm suits me really well while I'm doing three days of a day job. It's just a little bit too much doing you just never feel like you've got a break. It's you know, three days at work, four days writing, three days at work, four days writing. It's just too much. I, I I don't think it's a good way to operate. And because I can get the word counts done in the same amount of time, I've just shuffled things around a little bit. I say a if few ifs and buts of babies around bank holidays there because I might work on some bank holidays. Again, what I do find with the family at home, what works very well for me is if I get up really early. If I get up at five, I'm written by nine and and everybody's just getting going then so I can I don't mind getting up early. I did it for years when I was doing breakfast shows with the BBC. Um, So it, it doesn't trouble me in the way that it does some people. I can, I can get out of bed at five and be productive and, and writing and working from that time. So um, again, you know, clearly just for the, the rhythms of domesticity, I don't want to be up at five every morning. Uh, I can get the work done without doing that. So, um, you know, we're on target. We, we've had considerable disruption. We've got more holiday disruptions to come. But I'm pretty confident, even with Riggle room built in, that I can have the book written by, uh, or the seven books written by the end of July. And those seven books are made up of the first trilogy. That first trilogy is going to be written by the end of March. Uh, the and uh, then the then I'll have another trilogy in the in the military sci-fi series. Um, if if everything goes to plan, so if we proceed with the collaboration, uh, if that goes to plan, I'll do two trilogies plus a standalone. Not quite sure what the standalone will be yet, but it, it might be a kind of lead capture or a ninety-nine cents to get people into the books. Um, but it's like an origin story of, of the kind of the, the military team in my books uh, I'd like to write the origin story of how they were brought together I think there's a natural story waiting to be written there so uh, those will be my seven books summer holidays and then probably I'll be back to thrillers but I, I, by that point I'll just really judge what's working best when we do these rapid releases so also in writing news this week I'm, I'm currently in the evening so when I get back for the day job. Uh, I'm doing the second round of edits on my first military sci-fi book. So I'm writing book two, editing book one. And then when I finish book two, I'll be editing book two, writing book three. That's, that's how it works all along. It's all staggered. Um, and it takes me three to four weeks to, to write a book, just depending on holidays and things like that. So it's all going, it's going fine. Uh, you know, story's fine. Um, the editing's fine. It's chugging along. Um, as I, as I said to you, I, I'm lucky in that when I write, 5,000 words a day it doesn't need an awful lot of change the changes that I'm having to do with this book are related to style guides really having to write within somebody's world that they've already created and then having to adhere to their kind of rules and the way they do things having got used to the way I do things that's really what the disruption is mainly to this um, you know, that's that's what I'm having to change, I'm having to, to just do things the way that they need to do them for their universe, that's, uh, but the books, the stories are reasonably tight, there's an awful lot um, to change in there, and there is, I think, a huge advantage, this is the first time I've planned in as much detail as I have, and I haven't planned in massive detail, but all of the stories, basically, um, I've done, the first trilogy is all planned, and I've got a story outline, which is basically what's this story about, and then, each story, well, it, each story is now 30 chapters, but I I write, I was writing my books. This is one of the things I've had to change. I've to change a 10-chapter book. Each chapter has three parts in it. I've just basically stripped those out so that they're 30 chapters. So it, they are now going to be 30-chapter books. And I, and I write three chapters a day at a 5,000-word sitting. That's how I divide it up. So when it was planned, it was 10 parts. It's now 30 chapters. It makes no difference. But I had chapter one to chapter 10 and for each chapter, I knew what was going to happen, all the component parts of the story. And that's the most planned I've ever been. I've generally, I guess, kind of written the story, know what the key parts are. Uh, but this time I've actually written around the save the cat principles. And I've sketched out the story to chapters one to 10 and... Each of the principles, I hit those beats in my story. So the planning has made this a heck of a lot easier. Heck of a lot easier. Because when I'm thinking, right, okay, 5,000 words, what am I writing today? All I do is look at the plan. Clearly the plan evolves. Um, things happen, ideas occur to me, things change. But going to plan and say, what am I writing today? Oh, that's what I'm writing today. I need to hit those beats makes life so much easier. And I am gonna continue doing that. Now you know when I started I was a seat of the pantsy, I was a pantser when I started writing. But I this light planning really suits me. By light planning, it's more than I was doing before. I've always kind of had a plan, except probably for the first book. I've always had a kind of plan. But this is this is the skeleton of the whole story now. And it's only about a sheet, two sheets of A4, that's all it is, but it's just, I've got it on a Google Drive document, I, I leave it open so I can refer to it, it just make sure that I'm hitting the key points of the story that I need to, and I haven't found it restrictive in any way, I've, I've actually found it a real bonus and a help um, to, to have that that planning, which is, uh, which is great. The other thing about time, by the way, is um, over half term, I'm very quick with my accounts, so, I, I, sometimes I confuse myself because I'm so quick because what I do is when we get to the end of a tax year it's April 5th is the end of a tax year April 6th the beginning of a new one I think in the UK I like to have my accounts done straight away I don't like there's no to me there's no point hanging on it I've got a piece of software that does my accounts I just need to run the numbers reconcile it check it make sure everything's fine I like to get my business accounts in straight away on my self-assessment form as it is actually now now I'm a sole trader um, it's a self-assessment form when I was limited company I used to have to do uh, self-assessment accounts and I used to have to do limited company accounts which were in a September which is why I'm now a sole trader to keep things nice and easy but um so I, I've got accounts to do so what I'm going to be doing over the Easter holidays is to give myself more flexibility on those Thursdays and Fridays when I would normally write but my wife is at home I'm actually going to do accounts on the four days of the Easter holiday so I get all my uh, all my accounts ready and submitted, and get my self assessment form in. And at this time of year, when everybody's panicking about the thirty first of January deadline, and then they're panicking, uh, is it? Is it's thirty first of January. Is it for digital, and, and I think it's end of the year tax year for paper. Um, I'm always thinking, hang on, did I do that? Because I always haven't done with it the first two weeks of, the t- of, of of being due. Because it's like it's like electricity bills where we were students. The, the other people would say, well, why don't you just let them go in the red? I say yes, but when you let them go in the red. you've you've still got the same interval to pay when you're in the red. You only gain yourself an initial however many months it is before you start getting red letters. And then you're in the same interval of having to pay. So you don't really gain anything in the long run. And that's how I feel about tax. I think, well, i got a bit of software that does it all for me. Clearly, I need to check it and reconcile things and you know, just just make sure it's all right uh, before I submit the figures. But why hang on to it for a year? Just get it done, get it out of the way, and then you're not having a last minute panic. So I do like to schedule the time. And when I was looking at my time, I thought, right, that's great. That's a perfect job for me to do over Easter. Um, I'll write on the Saturdays and Sundays over Easter when my wife's at work, but I'll do my accounts on the Thursdays and Fridays. And that's a kind of job. It's what I call a chugging job. And a chugging job is one of those those jobs obviously it needs to be done it's an important job but it's something that um let me give you today as an example I I said to my wife today I I had a bit of a disaster this week I mentioned this in the headlines um I completely to manage I managed to completely destroy our work website, (laughs) which is a bit of a problem isn't it a bit of a faux pas on my part and um and so on on Wednesday it was you know I didn't destroy it it's you know that's not quite what happened but We performed an operation on the site that took the whole site down. And um, there was no site. And so I had to work on Wednesday evening. I just thought, geez, I need to sort this out. So I was working late on Wednesday evening. And then I was up at about 4.30 on Thursday morning to... To put it right, and I had it put it right by eight o'clock in the morning. It's a big site, and it was a complicated install. Uh, it tested my WordPress knowledge uh, to its limits, let me tell you. Um, but anyhow, I had the site back up by by eight o'clock on uh, Thursday morning, and it was a big job, uh, and I was relieved. And um, so I, I was clearly sort of quite tired on that day. Now, I, I I had an advisor meeting. You know, I have these contracts as well. I had an advisor meeting in the next town, and I provisionally said to my wife, "Why don't you come with me to the? uh, I'll go to my advisor meeting, and then I'll meet you for lunch in the town, and and we'll have a nice sort of afternoon out." So that's what we did yesterday. Uh, So I I combine kind of a work, you know, a working day with pleasure. And then on Friday, I thought, right, I'm lying in on Friday. These were not designated as writing days; they had question marks over them. So this morning, I thought, right, I'm lying in. I was was up up at four thirty making websites on Thursday morning I have a lion today and I said to my wife why don't we go for a Weatherspoons breakfast today let's have a nice day as you know we're both at home together so we went for a Weatherspoons breakfast and we walked into town to get some bits and pieces, and they're doing some tours of a historic building which isn't usually open in the city. So we said, right, let's go and do that. So I'm actually recording this diary now, in between coming back from Weatherspoon's for a late breakfast with my wife, and and I've got to get it finished. I mustn't ram it on too much because we're going to have a look around this historic building uh, in the city, which we just did on spec. So. Today's jobs are to record this diary and to get um, some editing done on the first military science fiction books. Those jobs will get done, but they're jobs that I can move around, but I wouldn't be able to get writing done on a day like today. It would be too too disrupted uh, for me. You know, I can't sort of pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. Um, So this is what I call a chugging day where I'm getting lots of jobs done but they're jobs that you could do in a fragmented way. And you can go off and have a bit of breakfast at spoons and you can go and have a look at a historic building that seldom opens in the city. You can have a few adventures thrown in. That's how I like it in the holidays and the bank holidays. Okay, general news. I have my Don't Tell Meg book book promo on Monday. So I've been getting ready for that, as you would expect. And the first thing I did is I have got and checked all the prices in all the territories. So if you remember last time, it was the first time I'd done a wide... Bookbub, so was six months ago now. I did my, I got a wide bookbub on Don't Tell Meg. The first bookbub I had with Don't Tell Meg was Amazon only, so that was my first experience of it, and there were all sorts of problems with it. Um, Amazon had not made the book free in certain territories. I don't think it was free in certain Apple territories as well. Uh, I can't, I can't remember why, but it was only. It was available on .co.uk and .com though. I think it was a pretty near miss with .com if I remember rightly. But but basically, when the book bug went live, I was not available in all the territories, and I learned that lesson. And I set the book free. I started setting it free from last week, and then I was on to Amazon straight away. Look, price because you've got to change the, the the prices on Apple and Barnes and Noble first before Amazon will change their price. And in my feedback to them, I said, you know, why do we have to do this? Why can't I just do this through a console? Why do I have to email you every time and then wait for you to do this? Why can't I just click a console that says my book is free? Um, and, and if they need to, I'll just put four links in to show. For them to just check that showed that it's free elsewhere. But it seems such a, there must be authors asking to do this all the time. So why do I have to write to you and wait, you know, four days while somebody does this? It seems really primitive to me, especially when you could just do it on Draft the Digital, all the other portals, you could just do it straight away. Anyhow, that's just me having a rant. So I've put the, all the books that the book's free, I've checked it on all the channels that BookBub is going to promote. It is ready for Monday. Hurrah! So I've got, um, I'm going to make my money on, Basically, don't tell Meg books two and three. Uh, I'm going to make it on uh, uh, the combo of book two and three together, and I've got the trilogy as well. And now I did, I think I did it at the weekend. I've made sure that I've got a preview of Dead of Night um, as a carry-on reading call to action. So basically at the end of book three, at the end of books two and three, and at the end of um, the trilogy, uh, I've got now an extract from Dead of Night, So that it basically says, you know, did you enjoy Don't Tell Meg? Carry on reading. You've got the first chapter of Dead of Night. And I've priced down Dead of Night to, I think it's 99 pence or cents, to make that an attractive next buy. So what I'm trying to do now is I get loads of reads with Don't Tell Meg. You know, people seem to enjoy it. Um, I, I notice that the star ratings have gone up a little bit. I do always think you take a hit when you push things for free, but my stars in the UK.com are showing uh, four stars now. They were dipping about 3.8, 3.9, which I think is a penalty you pay um, for, for, for going free that you get people who read the book who quite clearly have not sort of taken any time to work out whether it's the kind of book they want to read. I, I think that's the penalty for free person. I think if people pay for it, they, they just do slightly more check-in before they read a book to make sure it's for them. Um, and I think you take the hit on reviews when you do that. And I have undoubtedly taken a hit from people who just frankly shouldn't have picked up and read it, really. It was obviously not the book they wanted to read. So um, anyhow, I've, it's concerned me that I can shift all these books, but why aren't they reading my standalones? So my kind of objective with this is to try and show some evidence that I can get something like a book bub, get a load of traffic, and then move them from the trilogy, which a lot of people enjoy. It's why how I make my money on this promo. Can I move them into a standalone from a trilogy. That's my number one objective. Now, interestingly, I was going to put my author notes in, but I decided not to. I decided not to put the author notes in because I, I, isn't it funny, I just had a little jitter with it and thought I don't want to change a successful formula. I don't want to put anything at the end of book one that might stop people going to book two or three. Because the the author notes are kind of personal reflections on the book, I just, I daren't d- put them in because I thought you might read those and think, oh, I don't really want to read the next bit or it might just interrupt the flow. And I just thought, Do you know what? I'm not going to break a successful hu- formula, which is why I've only put the Don't Tell Meg, basically the, sorry, the Dead of Night preview, the Dead of Night preview. By the time you get to that preview, you've read all three books. So I'm not interrupting anything until you've read all three books. And I just thought, I'm, I daren't d- change this formula, not not with something as important as a book book. So I've left the author notes out this time, but I just I was just thinking about it. I thought that might be a disruption uh, so I think I'm going to try the author notes in the standalones first rather than going for the trilogy because that trilogy is just too important to me for income and I, I don't want to upset the apple cart so Dead of Night I've dropped the price to try and what I really want to do this time is to get that transi- transition from reading Don't Tell Make trilogy to a standalone I need to get people to move to the standalones if I can so I've been pre-promoting the book this week. Now, reading Chris Foxy's books, and I'm kind of warming up really for rapid release because there's not a huge advantage. This, hopefully I might shift some more books. But I, I've what I've always said to you is I do the one-two approach, which is that I promote a book but first, then I have other prom- promotions after it because they help usually push me just that little extra push to get to the top of the charts. I've done it reverse way this time. So I've been running promos all through this week and I've actually I've already at number one in, in in one of the categories which I'll talk to you before I mean, I'm top 10 in my categories already just from the promos I've done this week so let me talk you through that I did a BK Knights promo now BK Knights is on Fiverr cost me £5.70 to do this promo and it was really good was ever so good £5.70 for a promo so this is BK Knights. you'll find them on Fiverr I did one I think for a sci-fi a couple of weeks ago I hadn't done a thriller uh, but I got about a hundred and was it was just short of 200 downloads from a 5 pound70 bK nights promo and it pushed me do you remember I was telling you that I did some Kalytics research and I'd got a um Lytics gives you high traffic low competition categories and I've put my thriller into a high uh, low competition high well i've forgotten the words you know kind of high traffic category and bk nights for 570 Got me to number one in that category this week. I've got a screenshot on the page, on the notes page this week. Joy, you know I'm a bit bubbly this week. Do excuse me. I'm still recovering from my stress of putting that website back and beard up at four o'clock yesterday. I'm a, I'm a little bit bubbly this week. I do apologize. Um, so 570. So I, I'm telling you, try BK Nights. It's really, really good. I've had better results off BK Nights of 570 than I have for things I paid $30 for. So I was really pleased with that. And then I thought, you know, let's, let's get this book high in the charts before we even do the book bub let's let's go for that strategy so that's what i did i i've i'm I'm already in top 10 before we even do the book bub on monday i've got um what i'm 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 doing a books butterfly promo which runs they kind of push it over the next four days i've got a many books promo on saturday i'm sending out my monthly email to my list on sunday so on my list i'll tell people that the book's free and i'm i'm i would expect to be I would expect to be sort of top five in my categories by the time we even start with BookBub. Now, the reason I'm doing this and why I'm trying this is because Chris Fox basically said, in terms of Amazon, for Amazon to kind of pick you up in the algorithms and start pushing you, it doesn't like to see this just massive sudden traffic. It likes to see a kind of a build up to it. So I, I've gone for a build up approach this time. Start small with BK Knights, you know, many books, books, butterfly, email lists so that you've got this traffic before you have this massive spike that's going to come from Bookbub on Monday. And I really just want to test it. I want to test doing the promos before the Bookbub rather than after the Bookbub. But by the time we hit the Bookbub, I'm pretty confident looking at where they are in the charts now. I'm probably going to be top five in all of my categories in prime. I would, I would expect that looking at the numbers and seeing what, uh, BK Nights did. So for instance, I'm recording this on Friday. I did BK Nights on Monday. I'm still number two. I've been number one, two and three all this week in my category, which I'm not going to tell you, uh, my, my, uh, low competition, uh, high sort of traffic category. So, um, and I did that for 570. So it, it's going fine as we are. By the way, um, to just give myself a bump, BK Knights got me to number two in that chart. To give myself a little bump, I, I imported the 600 odd, uh, new subscribers that I'd got from a, my book sweeps promo recently. Uh, and so what I did is I sent them an email to say, uh, because I've just imported them to my list I sent them an extra email. I didn't send it to the whole list that's going on Sunday but I said while you're here you might like to know you can get my book for free and that gave me the bump to get me to number one so my email list plus bk nights got me to number one in that category and it got me top 10 in my other categories I'm, I'm pretty sure that was right you know I, I'm, I'm pretty bad monitoring these things but I'm pretty sure I was top 10 in all my categories as, as um, when I was number one in my in that smaller category so um I'm just tickling the algorithm, really, and waiting to see what happens. So uh, I'll let you know. Next Friday, I'll have a pretty good idea of what's happening and I'll let you know how things go. And I'm really struggling with Kobo at the moment. I, I actually, I do think that I'm going to transi- transition back to over time, I'm going to probably transition back to KDP Select. Uh, I missed the page reads. Um, Kobo's just not really doing anything for me at the moment. I, I, I had about five days where I had no income from Kobo. And the income I get... Poultry from Kobo. So, uh, basically Amazon and Apple are my two big earners. I mean, Kobo brings income in and it's nice, but it's just, it doesn't really do anything for me. Um, and I've just been looking at this, these earnings for February and they haven't changed over five days and that's just ridiculous. But where I am getting results with Kobo, um, I'm doing, I'm following kind of Adam Croft's advice, which is to just sign up for their, Promotions that they have. They have promotions all the time and I just keep signing up for them and you get rejected from some and others you get accepted for. And where I found that I make money is where I send, um, on Kobo is if I do a box set or my seven pack and I'd reduce the price, I shift a lot of those and those are my best earning times on Kobo. But it just doesn't, you know, I'm sad to say it because I I love the Kobo ecosystem. I love the way they do it. I love the ethos of the whole thing and going wide, but I'm just not shifting any books. It's just, it's just not good enough. You know, it needs to be better. And so, um, I think, well, the military sci-fis are going to be exclusive. And I have a feeling I'll be transitioning the crime books to exclusive. Um, It's neither here nor there with the sci-fis, I don't think. Um, No, it's neither here nor there with the sci-fis at the moment. So they'll probably stay wide. But I think crime and and the military sci-fis, I think they're going to be Amazon exclusive. And I'm going to go for page reads too. Because I know it's like a drug... And I know it's not a good long-term strategy, but it just does the job. And it's so much easier to do the promos when you could just do it through the KDP dashboard rather than to mess around emailing Amazon all the time. So yeah, I think I may be, uh, not immediately, it'll happen over time. So for instance, when I do this book bub on, the, on Don't Tell Meg, I need to give it at least three or four months because I'll, I'll get the, the tail end of the purchase. I'm going to have three or four good months after a book bub. It would be crazy for me to take it out of wide until I've I've seen the financial benefit of that. So I'm I'm looking at a period of maybe five to six months to put the, the the thrillers back in to KDP Select. But also, of course, that coincides with the fact that I'm planning to rapid re-release those thrillers too. And with rapid release, I want the reads. I'm not doing that wide for rapid release. Um, the secret bunker got knocked back again for a BookBub deal. So you know my theory that I was testing that if I run some ads on a book with BookBub, will it will it make the more predisposed to let me have a giveaway the answer is no <laughs> it's as simple as that they don't like uh, they don't like the secret bunker one I don't well I said they don't like it they, I've submitted it about six times they've not me back six times I don't know what is about that book I wonder if it's the cover or something like that but anyhow I'm going to keep trying every month and then at some point what I hope will happen what I hope will happen is I will either get a second book bub on the grid, which I can't, I can't submit to for a little while yet, anyway, or I'll get, I'll eventually get a book bub on the secret bunker. But I'll put some new covers on my uh, my sci-fi's and, and kind of turn them into a series, a branded series, and just kind of do a makeover uh, on those sci-fi books. But no, they're having none of it. They don't want the secret bunker at the moment. Not this month. I'll try again next month. I've got two book funnel giveaways starting today. I sent out the graphics for everybody so that they could promote it. I've got a crime and I've got a um, sci-fi dystopian uh, giveaway. They're both through Book Funnel, which is my preferred outlet. I've kind of, I've just walked away really from Insta Freebie or Prolific Works as it is at the moment. It has, you know, it has been good. I might come back to it, but at the moment I'm just going for Book Funnel, just paying for the one um, because I like the leads I get from Book Funnel. Uh, that's running this week. It finishes next Friday. I'll give you an idea of how many leads that generated in next week's diary. I've put the links to those giveaways on the show notes for this week. Uh, So if you want to have a look at how that looks, very easy to run and organize and fill these giveaways. I had wondered whether the sci-fi would actually fill up. Um, It was a bit hit or miss with that but I got my 30 participants by the time we closed listings last night so I made it by the skin of the skin of my teeth but the crime one filled up immediately but well worth running these if you've got a book funnel account I recommend a giveaway hold your own giveaway you know it works really well for you the other thing that started this week is my second book sweeps giveaway. So I got 600 and odd leads off the crime and thrillers giveaway. That was great. Very happy with that. I've got the book sweeps one this week. Interestingly, I think they had about 45 people in the crime giveaway, but only they've only got 15 in this sci-fi one. So that's a bit hit or miss as to how that's going to go in terms of leads. If I get 100 to 200, that'll be fine. It's, you know, probably quicker I could, uh, that I could do it any other way. But um, yeah, um, the other thing I, I must say about BookSweeps, and again, I'd, I'd urge you to just give it a try. They give you some brilliant promotional graphics, really impressed with the kind of resources they give you. Be- I've got a beautiful, I'll put it on the show notes for this week. They've done me a really beautiful promo with my book in it. And then they also give you a promo with everybody else's books on it for social media. But they're absolutely excellent. So I've got absolutely no problem with the service whatsoever at BookSweeps. And I, I think what I would say to you is it's not hugely expensive um, give it a try, see how you get on with it in your genre. Uh, they do specific genres as well, which I think work you know very very well. That's pretty well it for this week um it's been a kind of busy week, a disrupted week next week we're kind of back to normal, so no funerals, you know no. <laughs> No, nothing. It's just work, work, work. We're back to the, the work. So I'll be writing three days next week, and possibly um, I don't have a part runner next week. I might do a four next week. I might do a four. We'll see how we feel. Um, we'll just have to t- play it by ear. Um, but you know, we're chugging away, getting the work done bit by bit. Uh, there have been a lot of disruptions recently. I'm looking forward really to getting my head down and getting back into a routine because routine has been disrupted for the last couple of the week of you know couple of weeks, as as you know. So thank you very much for listening to The Diary. I've managed to squeeze this in before I go and have a look at this historic building in town. <laughs> I'm going to finish this recording now and nip off for a little bit of a jolly and then I'll come back, have a cup of tea and do some more editing. So that's the kind of day it is today, squeezing in work between a trip to Weatherspoons and a trip to this historic building, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. And it's where they used to put the prisoners in Carlisle and uh, I've never been in before. I've been here for over 10 years. How long have I been here now? Quite a lot of years is it 10 years eight years i can't remember we came in 2000 oh 18 years i've been here we came in 2000 so 18 years i've been here. i've never built been in this this building because they don't open it up very often so uh, we're gonna have a look now anyway and then i'll come back and get some editing done so thanks very much for listening i'll be back next saturday with another writing update have a great week of writing bye-bye for now thanks for listening to paul's podcast diary make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.